You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. You're listening to Scribblers Radio. Hello and welcome to The Conversation Caravan, young podcasters interviewing authors and visual storytellers at Scribblers Festival 2022. This is Isaac speaking with Deb Fitzpatrick. Author of books like At My Door and the Spencer Gray adventure novels, Deb writes for adults, young adults and children. Should I be nervous? Are you going to be one of those really hard interviewers? No, those, no. Is I'm... this going to be like a political interview? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm okay. quite easy going with Oh, great, so, great. So, um, number one, what inspired you to become an author? So... Isaac, I think that when I was in primary school, mm. um, probably in about year four and five, oh, yeah. I was reading so many books. I describe it as I was eating books. I was just, <laughs> I was going to the library at lunchtime. I was getting books out. I was going home from school. I would have a quick snack and then I'd go to my local library, my public oh, yeah. library. Then I'd get more books out. I'd go home and I would read until dinner, until mum called me. And oh. then I'd eat dinner and then and I'd go back to my room and I'd read and read and read. And I think that reading gave me a lot of comfort, a lot of fun and yeah. an imaginative world that I could really escape into. And to be honest, it was a time, if, you know, like when you're that age, sometimes things can be a bit ordinary at home. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so I had a lot of, I kind of escaped into the reading and it was, I think it gave me comfort and I think at some point... I thought, if I could do this for anyone else, what a privilege that would be. Mm. Yeah, so that, that's probably yeah. the, the main thing. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good. You know, reading's good. My, my dad even says himself, you know, I wish I had read more as a kid. Yeah. So. That's interesting because I think that I read most when I was a, a kid yeah. and I, having spoken to other adults about their reading ha habits, what I've heard anecdotally is that a lot of people read less yeah. as they head into their teens and then, you know, life I mean, gets busy. Yeah, and yeah, I haven't been reading a lot, but I've, uh, my sisters, they gave me their like old Assassin's Creed books oh. and those kind of books and I, I started the first Assassin's Creed book and I've just loved it. That's great. It's really good. Because uh, I think it touches me personally because I've played the actual Assassin's Creed games and I love them so much yes. that I've just wanted to read it for years, but I haven't been allowed to. But now I finally am allowed to and I've just loved reading them. So yeah, good. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's, it's exactly as you describe. It's yeah. really important to find a book or a series of books that really yeah. speaks to you yeah. and then you yeah. feel connected again to reading and then you have more confidence reading yeah. other books. Yeah, um, number two. How did one of your books get published in the US? That was exciting, actually. It would um, have been. It was so exciting. Uh, so that was The Amazing Spencer Gray. Oh, and Yes, yeah. I know. And I was very lucky to have my book represented at the Bologna Book Fair. Oh. And... Um, and it was picked up by the American publisher. She read it overnight, apparently, and uh, I was told that the next day the deal was signed. Oh, and that's so good. It was really wonderful. Look, it's the only book of mine that's been published internationally, and I'm really, really proud of it. I mean, one's better than none. Absolutely. And look, you can get books anywhere in the world now, so yeah, they don't need to yeah. be published internationally to be available internationally. Yeah. But it was a it was a really it was an honour. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Uh, number three, 
in what ways has the local RWA community helped you continue like writing books if they even have helped you at all? Oh, the local WA community has helped me enormously to continue writing books. So all the young people I meet when I go to schools and when I run writing workshops give me such wonderful feedback. That is one way in which the local community makes me remember why I do what I do and why it's important and then I have and I know you're going to be interviewing other writers here Mm. this weekend you'll you'll meet them and love them all just like I do they're my friends and we all share our experiences and we talk and when we're at a low point we kind of boost each other up and when we're at a high point we cheer for each other so we are a really close supportive community and it is absolutely critical to me still being a writer that that that's really good actually yeah Yes, it really is. It's just brilliant. To be a writer in Western Australia is a very, very happy thing. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah. Um, Number four, why do you make younger kids books, but like also adults and stuff books, but not just only kind of older kids and adults people's books? Yeah, so I, like you say, I do write across the age groups and that's, I think, because... I think it's because I've got a lot of different interests, creative and intellectual interests, and when you finish writing one book, so for example, when I finished writing the book The Break, which is a book for adults, I wanted, that was quite a serious book and quite a hard book to write, and after that I felt like I needed a change of pace, and that's when I wrote Have You Seen Ali Queen, um, which is a book for teenagers, And, um, and, and so I just needed to mix up what I was yeah. doing so I wasn't just doing the same thing over and over and then after I had written 90 packs of instant noodles which is also a book for older teenagers then I realized that I was sort of feeling a, a little bit as though um, I needed a break from writing for t- older teenagers so oh, that's yeah. when I decided to have a have a go at writing for mi- middle grade readers like oh, sort of your age okay, yeah. so I that's when I wrote the amazing Spencer Gray and to me writing for all the different age groups is really wonderful because you yeah. get to meet lots of different age kids oh definitely yeah you get to tell different stories in different ways it's a it's it's been amazing. So for me, mixing it up is really important. It keeps me enthusiastic, interested in what I'm doing, and it means I don't get stuck in a rut, in a creative oh, rut. Yeah. You know, if you just sort of wrote for the same age group all the time, for me, that would be hard. Yeah, because like it, it would get boring and yeah. then you would just stop. And then you kind of wouldn't be bothered to get back to it again, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people don't have that problem and they do just stick with the one age group. But for me, I really like to mix it up. It keeps it interesting and fun. Yeah, I mean, that's that's good, though. That's good. Um, Number five, do you have a PhD in creative writing? No, I have a master's degree in creative writing. So I'm not Dr Fitzpatrick, which is what I would be (laughs) if um, I had a PhD in creative writing. But a couple of the other writers have PhDs in creative writing, I think. Diane Wolfer might, who your who one person will be interviewing I, soon. I will, I will ask her yeah, about yeah, yeah. So um, I have a master's degree, which is where I. So I did that at UWA here okay, in UWA. Perth, and um, 
for that degree, I wrote my first novel. And it was two years where I could just have a go at writing a novel, which I'd never done before. I'd only ever written yeah. short stories and poetry. Oh. So to write a novel was this huge unknown thing. And the two-year creative writing degree gave me the opportunity in a really supported way to mm. do that. And it was an, it, it, I've never looked back. I've never gone back to writing yeah. in any other form. The novel is definitely my form. Yeah, yeah. I, understandable, you know, like normally I read graphic novels, but I've mm-hmm. started to give actual novels a go and it does help with your imagination. Like you can really just visualise where you are in that scene there. So that, That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's a sign of, a, of some good writing then as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, number six, do you like to speak in front of people about like your books and things like that and if you do how do you overcome like the nerves and stuff like that yes I do really love speaking to people and I've learned to love it more and more as I've become more experienced I suppose and you're right you know nerves are definitely a problem and I still experience them Mm -hmm. I've got a session this morning that I'm a bit nervous about because I'm doing I'm doing my talk in a slightly different way and so that you know anything that's a little bit um, unusual that makes it it might make it a bit harder makes me a bit nervous but for me to answer the question about how do you overcome your nerves when you do public speaking for me it's all about being organized being organized and being yourself so if if, you know I'm not going to um, pretend I know something about something that I don't if I don't know the answer to a question I'll just say look I don't know but that's a you know interesting question yeah so I think knowing your material and being organised are the two yeah. ways that you can really overcome nerves yeah, and connect, yeah. connecting with the audience, you know, looking at all the members of the audience and moving around. You know, the other day I was here this morning, oh, I was here and I had like 180 students in front of me. That's a lot of kids. That is, that is a lot of kids. Yeah. Like, between the three classes at my school in year six, there's only about 60 or 70. So That's right. So there were a lot of kids and I just made an effort to walk around and make eye contact with as many of them as I, as I could. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I feel like that really helps because you yeah. get that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you were younger, was it, did you like think of doing anything else than becoming a writer? Oh yeah, I definitely didn't think I was going to become a writer. That was just a bizarre. That was just a, just a sort of a crazy dream that oh. I was never. I actually thought, well, I'd love to be a writer, but I won't even try to do that because I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Was what I thought. I don't really know why I thought that. So I was thinking that I wanted to work in publishing, which is sort of you know. Oh, the same field, yeah. but not as a writer. But, you know, yeah. I thought maybe as an editor, and I have worked as an editor, and I still do. I'm a freelance editor. It's wonderful. I love helping other yeah. people make their books as good as they can be. Yeah. And working with publishing houses is, is a really stimulating creative and amazing um, world in which to work. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I thought I wanted to do, and I still wouldn't mind doing this, is, is be a librarian. So it's all books. I mean... It is all books, and from the school librarian, I she does say it's wonderful and like it because it it would give you a lot of freedom because you you don't really need to do it a lot. You just sit there and just take care of the books and make sure people get them back on time. It's a very easy job, but it's a very good job too. Yeah, and you also though, as a librarian, you have to you know you have to know your your customers if you like. Oh, so yeah. the school children or the, yeah. the the people who come into your library and you have to be able to hook them up with books. Yeah. That they might like. So you have to read a lot and you have to know yeah. a bit about as many of the books as you can. 
and yeah. uh, it's a, it's actually a very complex job in many ways. Yeah, that... um, but it's a lovely. It would be lovely, wouldn't it, just to be surrounded by books oh, all yeah. day, yeah, every day. You could just take one off the shelf, read it, yep. and put it back. Then yep. take another one and keep taking as many as you want. I know it would be great. Yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. Yes. Um, did you listen to ABBA when you were younger? No, yeah, look, I did. I mean, everybody listened to ABBA. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I was a huge fan of ABBA, but I'm not as much of a fan of ABBA as Julia Lawrenson, who has actually written a book. She's a WA writer who's written a book all about her obsession with ABBA. Oh. So, yeah, so I do love ABBA, but not as much as Julia Lawrenson does. Mm, yeah. Uh, how hard is it to think of an idea for a book? So... I don't find the ideas hard t- to come up with. Yeah. Um, usually I have more ideas than I have time oh, to write them all. But the problem for bad. me is is sticking with an idea and making it work across a whole novel. That's definitely the harder oh, part of the writing yeah. process. Like when I've tried writing my own books at home, it's like... <sighs> You, you have this one idea for the whole thing, but then once you've gotten all that down on the paper and you still don't want to finish the book, it, it is, like you said, it is hard to yeah. continue that idea out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And and just to make it work for the duration that you need it yeah. to. So, so the actual ideas for me aren't tricky at all. It's um, bringing them home and making yeah. them work across, yeah. you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 words, depending oh, on your age, age yeah. group. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a wrap now. Okay. So thank you so much, Deb. Thank you. Isaac, what a pleasure to be interviewed yeah, no by worries, you. no worries. You've done a great job. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Scribblers Radio, recorded on Noongar at the Conversation Caravan at Scribblers Festival 2022. For all the conversations, more info about the festival, or to be part of our next Conversation Caravan podcasting series, head to scribblersfestival.com.au. If you can hear me, shout yay.